Hello again, sensory deficient space travelers, to yet another thrilling installment of Tapan's Theater on Subspace. You know, there are times when I wonder what life must be like for you to hear a homemade sandwich, to smell a cool drink of water on a hot summer day, to taste a child's laughter. Wait, that's not how it works? Oh dear, it must be terrible. Luckily, I have just the thing. Give your ears a feast with this week's episode, The Sound of Nature. Oh, look, uh, listen. The USS Tapan's radio program sits in orbit around the lush planet Ubital, while Tapan has just begun his annual Tapan's Sounds of Nature week. We join the rest of the crew on the observation deck, observing... Uh, how much longer until this Nature Week crap is over with? Hotin, you realize Tapan is giving you and Tavan a week off, right? Being stuck over a random planet so Tapan can broadcast live audio 24-7 is hardly what I would call a vacation. In fact, it's terribly boring. And Cardassians don't do well with boredom. An old weather academy friend of mine once was so bored he went stir-crazy and started to kill- At least you guys get a vacation. Drac needs his ceremonial paint-stick ropes cleaned. So much blood. Dross, no one likes a whiner. I casually enter the observation deck, making sure to pause meaningfully before moistening the tip of my finger to turn the page of the thrilling book I'm reading. I let out a shout of triumph. Ah yes, of course! I shut the book loudly to get the attention of the other crew members. Crash, even I'm not so bored as to ask you about your... Is that an encyclopedia? It's the letter C! Blue boy, there's no way you've already read through A and B. I wanted to work up to those volumes. Ugh, that is it. I cannot be stuck here all week with four eyes. Hey! Hey! I have a C-word you could learn about, Crash. Surely we can find something better to learn about while we're here. Computer? Righty-ho, Captain and Co. Could you tell us about some of the life forms on the planet below? Sure thing. Starfleet has Ubital listed as a protected planet to avoid contamination due to its variety of non-sentient species. These include the Ephral, Nux, and Selmar. However, the primary predator would be the- Oh, I remember learning about the Selmar. It would be great to see them alive and not just in a hollow program. I wish I could remember why they get wiped out about 20 years from now. Well, there's an unsettling thought. Maybe you could tell us all our futures in such simple terms. Like a fortune teller. More like a misfortune teller. Really, Hotin? I could start with your fortune tonight. Or misfortune. Anyway, I'm not sure that'd be... uh, a great idea. I... I only know the things I learned in school, after all. Wait, Captain. Can you see the future? Like some sort of witch? No, Crash. We've gone over this. I was just- I've got it. Captain, tell me what number I'm thinking of, right? Crash, are you okay? Now. Crash, I really don't see what this will prove to you. I can't see the future. Ha ha ha, come on, Captain. Afraid we'll have to let you die peacefully in a warm bed like the old witches of Kronos? <laughs> Why would that be so bad, Drac? Why would that be so bad? To die in the least honorable way possible isn't enough for you? No, this has gone on long enough. Besides, there's no reason when it's just a guess. I wipe the buckets of sweat from my brow. Hurry, Captain. I can't hold this number much longer. Captain, Commander Space Danger is turning even bluer. 
You have to say something. Fine. Crash, you are probably thinking of the letter C, since you've been reading an entire book about it. That's your guess? That's not even a number. I push my chiseled chin back up from its slackened position. She's... she's right. By Cortar's hammer. Just the other day, Kathy knew my skull stew would burn my throat with the fiery fury of Grethor. I lay awake that night, not from the searing pain, but from trying to figure out how she knew all along. It's starting to make sense. Drac, do you even remember what you told the replicator yesterday? Of course. Like it was yesterday. Damn you, infernal machine! I demand a mighty serving of skull stew. Make it as hot as the fiery fury of Grethor! Nonetheless, somehow you knew the mightiest warrior on this ship would not be able to handle it. Or did you plan it that way? Drac, please don't stare at me like that. Besides, we all saw and heard Crash come in with the book. He's still holding it in his other hand. If he didn't have the book, his answer could have been anything. Like blue or sandwich. I was just thinking of a blue sandwich. Witch. <gasps> Surely only a witch would have been able to see into that thick skull. Tavon, Dross, you're not buying into this, right? No, I- I'd never think you were a witch, Captain. You've always been kind and helpful to me. In fact, last week I was walking along the corridor when I heard your voice letting me know I was needed again in the mess hall to treat a third-degree burn. Just like that, you led me on the right path, like a guide, a vanguard, a... A prophet. (sighs) Dross, that was me talking over the communicator. Computer, could you please weigh in on this? Maybe they will listen to you. But Captain, you always know when to schedule my next maintenance cycle, when the warp core is about to breach, or probably even how I'd rank the crew on my fuck, marry, kill list. Okay. Computer, can you get in touch with Tapan for me? Captain, I can't believe you would just reveal to everyone who takes all three spots on my FMK list. Which profit? Which profit? Which profit? Well, that was weird. Let's go to a commercial break while everyone calms down. I don't know, just play something. Darn it, this stupid datapad is full again. I was just about to figure out the most efficient way to fill a balloon with neutrinos for my basic thermodynamics class. Oh, no, our project will be set back for weeks and we'll never be able to graduate from Starfleet. My dad's dying wish that I become an ensign will never come true now. Not if I have anything to say about it. Call the space space eradicator! eradicator. That's right, corporeal flesh sacks. Did I just hear something about the wishes of a dead data pad? Yeah, call the space eradicator. Without it, we won't be able to pass any of our classes, let alone function as a member of society in any meaningful way, since hard labor is no longer valued in a post-scarcity economy. Well, this just will not do. If only you had something to help you in this dire situation. But what can we do, Gall the Space Eradicator? I thought you'd never ask. It just so happens I have just the thing for your data pad woes. Lay your eyes on this. Whoa, this is heavy. What is it? Why, it's the answer to all your problems. Try it out. Wow, it functions just like your old data pad, but it's twice as big. And there's this nifty gray tape along the side. Wow! Check out the back, it's another data pad. That's right, children. I call it the Duo Data Pad. 
some may say it's only two data pads crudely taped together, but since I'm telling you about it in an upbeat tone, it'll feel like it's more. Wow! So I could spend the hours it took to enter all that data in the old data pad into this new one. But wait, won't that just mean it will crash like the old one? No, of course not. The heavier weight of this one will also give you tendonitis. My elbows are straining already. I can't wait for my turn on the other side. Speaking of the other side, I'm off to woo your dead dad's non-corporeal form. See you later, kids. Thanks, Gall the, the Space, space Eradicator. Eradicator. Listener, where have you been? The USS Tapons radio program is well into the Sounds of Nature week, and the crew is split into two sects. Dross, Tavon, and the computer seem to see Kathy as some sort of prophet, while Drac, Hotine, and Crash are wary of her witchy ways. It's been a few uneasy days on the ship, and today promises to be no different. Let's see what Dross and Tavon are doing in their quarters. Dross, wake up. Uh, what is it, Tavon? I haven't been able to sleep all night, Dross. I keep thinking about her. You mean the, the prophet, prophet Kathy. Kathy? Me either, Tavon. I keep thinking we should contact her, but... What if she's busy studying the cosmos to find out what will happen to us next? Yeah, or... What if she's trying to change the cosmos to determine what will happen to us next? Tavon, I'm overwhelmed. She could know what happens to us tomorrow. Even when we die. Hmm... Maybe we should turn her towards our favor. You know, to make sure she knows we're on her side. You don't mean... Kaka! Yes, Dross. We turn our dynamic duo into a tried and true triad. We make Kathy into a superbird. But the initiation! We don't have time to prepare everything. What if she decides we aren't worthy of her? You could be right, Dross. Maybe we should make her an honorary superbird. I hope it's enough, Tavon. We have to make sure she knows how much we honor and respect her. Computer! Hey, all boyos! Captain Prophet Kathy certainly does deserve the best. That voice alone... Anyway... Wait, were you listening to our conversation just now? Just now? No, I'm always listening. How else would I know when you guys call for me? That seems incredibly invasive. Tavon, computer's trying to help us. Oh, fine. Okay, guys, here's what we should do. Wait, don't go away yet. They were just getting to the reveal. What do I have to do to get some say around here? Well, speaking of those with say, let's check on Kathy and Tapon, who are talking outside his radio booth. I'm just not sure what to do, Tapon. Everyone else is acting so strange lately. I am not sure that I follow. The crew seems to be acting within established parameters. However, I would hope this does not mean you expect any interruptions to this week's programming. Mo just called from Land Camp to tell me about some investors from the ruling family of Ramatus III who are very interested in my program. I don't think they'd do anything that drastic, but what if we temporarily turned off the radio feed going throughout the ship? It's nice, but sometimes the volume makes it difficult to think. Hotin made a similar inquiry before we started this year's program. As I told him, the ship's acoustics are critical to ensuring the quality of my broadcast. What if there was an audio issue while I was away from the booth? Tapon, have you even left your booth since you started the program? I have had no reason to do so as of yet. Captain, it appears the planet has a creature that sounds surprisingly similar to the ship's oxygen alert. I don't think that's from the planet, Tapon. Computer, 
Yes, Captain? What's the source of the alert? Oh, you. As if you don't already know. There's a fire in the engine room. A fire? Why haven't the fire suppressors kicked in yet? Charles shut them down, but only temporarily. Kathy, the ship must maintain its current orbit to ensure the broadcast fidelity remains consistent. I'm on it, Tapan. Computer, give me the shortest route. Okay, Captain. You may need some special tools to deal with all of the walls in the way, though. Uh-oh. A fire on the ship. I wonder if that means Drac used too much oil on his batleth again. Wait, Drac is in the briefing room with Hotine and Crash. Let's see if they know anything about this. I'm telling you both, Kathy has always been colder than a Klingon witch's tit window. She's just chosen now to reveal her true colors. I'm not sure, Drac. She's cunning all right, but... You hobgoblin. She's clearly been a succubus to your suck-your-butt... Wait, suck-your-gut... No. Ugh. You might be right. She did make Crash think whatever she wanted. I vigorously nod my head in agreement before returning my gaze to my book. After frowning at the lack of pictures on this page, I come to a startling realization and gasp aloud. Gasp. What now? I just came across this terrible word. I sounded out silently a few times myself so as not to embarrass myself in front of my peers. Coven. 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 What if Kathy intends to create a coven on the ship? She could turn us all into her thralls. Look what she nearly did to Hoteen. My god. Death would be preferable to that. Death by... Chariots, perhaps. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but you idiots may have a point. Computer, where are the rest of the crew? Guys, we're in the middle of important stuff in the engine room. Well, Tapun's still in his booth, but that's- She's already beginning recruitment. We have to stop her. Stop her? Captain Kathy is already in the engine room. She's talking with the rest of the crew. I'm there too. And there's a fire. I stand up and sexily pull off my glasses in one smooth motion before looking towards the listener. Looks like it's time to burn the wick. An effigy? You dressed up in matching robes and made an effigy in the engine room before setting it on fire. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <sighs> Captain, does this mean I'll be blessed with intelligence from here on out? That must be what she means, Dross. Perhaps this is the Prophet's first official edict. Computer, are you copying all of this? Of course. I've been removing life support backups to make room for all of the data I'm recording. What? Computer, restore those systems immediately. Also, turn the fire suppression systems back on before this gets out of hand. Dross, what are you doing in that spotter's robe? Ignoring the cacophony of my velveted crewmates, I point to the flaming monstrosities straddling the ancient console. Look out! She summoned a demon copy of herself in the nude! An astonishingly accurate one at that. Well, other than the warped appendages. Poutine! Out of the way, you patox! If I can conquer depression and diabetes, then I can defeat this demon! Yeah! Drac, no! Prophet? Wait, is this still about- I shut my stunning eyes tightly. Compatriots! Avert your gaze before she turns us all to stone. She's a witch, not a Medusa, you blue buffoon. Wait, Hoteen, he might have a point. Who knows what powers this witch has? Look, Tavon's turning gray as we speak. Tavon has always been that color, sir. Guys! <clears throat> Captain Kathy, I must ask that you keep your voice down. As I mentioned previously, the acoustic integrity of this ship is of utmost importance during the current broadcast. 
I must insist you postpone this uh, party until a later date. Party? Dross Tavan, were you throwing a party for a confirmed witch? <laughs> Without inviting me? She's not a witch. She's the one who guide us all to a new level of existence. Captain Kathy is a prophet. Kathy, I must commend you on your ability to endear yourself to the crew. However, I cannot allow this sort of behavior to continue during this crucial recording window. Are you kidding, Tapan? This wasn't my idea. All of this started because I answered a dumb question for Crash. When the Prophet spoke the first truth. And now all of this has happened. We need to nip this in the bud, Tapan, before they do some real damage to the ship. Hmm. Agreed. However, with tensions as high as they are, I recommend that we hold a trial to allay the crew. A trial? Finally! Someone who makes sense! We can prove this thing is a witch once and for all. We also agree to this trial, but only so you finally see the truth. Her truth. You can't be serious. A trial? And they don't want me to preside over it? I'll have you listeners know I've successfully defended three docking violations without any legal help. Hmm. All I had to do was throw away the ticket anyway. Whatever. I guess let's see how Team Witch is preparing for the trial this afternoon. I hang my head in despair. I'm afraid we've been wrong all along, my cadre of sexy witch hunters. What? What do you mean? I point to the open page of my encyclopedia. It's right there, plain as the ridges I used to caress on Drax's face. How could the captain be a witch if she's known as Catherine the Great? That would be like calling me Crash the Hideous. Ugh, Crash the Slow might be more appropriate. Catherine the Great is dead, you idiot. It says so right here. Oh dear. I wipe a single tear away from my high cheekbones. I suppose this means I'm captain now. As my first act, I declare Tuesdays as Italian Sandwich Day. Uh, Shut up, you fools. While you are whining over facts and books, we still need a plan to expose Kathy during the trial. Yeah? All you've offered so far is to disembowel her. And weigh her organs against those of a vinegar-soaked targ. I don't see why you two don't see the simple logic behind it. If her organs weigh less than a targ's, she- I can't hear any more of this. If I have to listen to you blather on about the best way to lay out her organs while you breathe heavily, I'm going to puke. I raise my hand while failing to prevent myself from jumping in place in excitement. I've got it! We'll just cauterize her cranial cavity. Crash, that's not a plan. You're just putting random words together to form a sentence. Is that not how we cajole and commiserate our cloakers? Drac, you don't have anything to say here? Right, I'll look into replicating a targ. Well, maybe Dross, Tavan, and the computer have their work cut out for them. Let's see how their preparations are going back in their quarters. Tavan, I'm not sure if the Prophet liked the effigy we made for her. She seemed awfully upset about it. Well, of course. How could we hope to capture her likeness with such flimsy material? Perhaps we should try to do something more personalized. Computer, what ways have other cultures shown devotion to their leaders? Ooh, there's quite a few exciting options for us. Ancient Earth religions incorporated acts of flagellation, licking the scabs and wounds of the diseased, or emulating their leader to get closer to them. Maybe... maybe that last one, then. Yeah, flagellation is how Drac wanted to show loyalty in the battle axe. That is, until he learned about flagellation. But how can we emulate the Prophet? Dross, lucky for you, 
I've learned to dress for the weather. Computer, we will need some supplies. Finally, some arts and crafts. Arts and crafts? Okay, listener, I don't know how many of you are expecting Law & Order FTL, but this may not be it. They're trying their best, though. Didn't you see how sweaty Dross was in that last scene? What are those robes even made of? Corduroy? Anyway, it's finally time for the trial. Let's see the proceedings begin. Hear ye, hear ye, boys and girls. The Honorable Tapon of the USS Tapon's radio program is presiding. Shut up and listen, y'all. Ahem, thank you. As judge over these proceedings, I will conduct a fair and unbiased trial. At this time, would the accused like to enter her plea? Yes, Your Honor. The accused enters herself as not guilty, of course. I am sorry, Captain, but your plea must fall into either category in question. Prophet or witch? I'm not either of those things, though. She's so humble! Dross, try not to move around so much. You'll mess up your costume. This is taking too long. Let's just disembowel her and get the organs out quickly. Order, order, order in this court. It's about time. I'm famished. I'll have an Italian sandwich. Wait, what kind of sandwich? An Italian sandwich. Yes, a sandwich, but what kind? Oh dear, it appears Dash has gone deaf. He can't even hear Italian sandwich. Why is he only saying sandwich? Anyone? You could stop with the interruptions. It is time to begin with opening arguments. By winning the coin toss, the witch side will go first. But which side goes first? As I just stated, the witch side will go first. Yes, but which side? Routine, I'm afraid if you keep asking these inane questions, I'll be forced to hold you in contempt. <laughs> Trust me, I'm already there. Oh, oh, I'll start. I flash a toothy grin to my allies on the witch team and try not to be startled by the dorky-looking Kathy and grey scaly Kathy sitting on the Prophet's side. I open my encyclopedia, letting the sexy spine crack as I run my moistened finger along the top of the page to turn it. Ah, where was I? Ah, yes, of course. Clam-media. Clam-media. Or, more sensually, Clam-media injection is a sexy transmission inspection caused by bacula during sexual first contact. Uh, let's skip ahead a few hours. Who would have guessed Crash would open with a filibuster? Oh damn, my boy Gull the Space Eradicator is getting some tonight. Space won't be all he's eradicating if you know what I'm saying. Oh, ah, uh, one moment. Anyway, back to the courtroom. Crash looks tired. I think he's losing steam. Let's listen in. The effects of clam media can also lead to reactor arthritis conjunction junction among other <laughs> Thank you, Crash. That was more than an adequate allotment of time for your opening argument. Perhaps at this time we should hear from one of the people dressed as Kathy on the Prophet's side. This has gone on long enough! I invoke the Klingon right of Mechbar and demand we cut her open now while the targ is still wet. You can't do that, sir! Dross, can't you see beyond your crude wig and badly done makeup that this siren is nothing more than a... Oh, oh blast it all. Why do I feel burdened with the intensity of a thousand ice cream headaches? Computer, what's going on? Sensors detect no changes, but I miss the reverberations. 
Something must have happened. Everyone but Tapan and myself are writhing on the floor. It would appear that the Sound of Nature Week has concluded. I would assist, but I must return to my booth to air the customary recording of The Sound of Silence before the listeners begin to wonder why there is dead air. Dross? Tavon? Are you both okay? I, I think so. My head hurts, but somehow I feel more calm. Mm, I'm fine. I haven't felt this bad since the morning after the last Targ Pack get-together. At least the groupies there weren't so geeky or... Ugh. Scaly. I finally feel like I can think without all that infernal noise ringing through the ship. Noise? Wait a moment. Computer, tell us again what species live on Ubital. Ubital's species include the Ephral, Nux, Selmar, and the primary predator species, Droglin. Oh no. The Droglin. What's so special about them? Well, I only uh, vaguely remember reading about them in school... But in my time, they're a deadly tool of the Cardassians. The Droglin are essentially insects that emit a sound which causes the males of other species to either adore or revile the females of non-Droglins. It's some sort of mechanism to promote their mating season. So wait, all of this witch or prophet business, was it just because of them? How do the Cardassians even find out about them if it's a protected planet? Yes, indeed. That would be... Most terrible. Computer, take us out of orbit. Any heading. Right away, Prof. Uh, Captain Kathy? Wait, guys. Commander Space Danger is still unconscious. Commander Space Danger, wake up. Everything's okay now. Good. Good. At times like these, an Italian sandwich would hit the spot. Sure thing, sir. We'll get you a sandwich. But what kind? Oh ho. What kind indeed, Dross? Well, that was a surprise. Insect sex noises drove our boys crazy. Thank goodness Kathy was there to keep their heads on straight. Reminds me of the time... You know, there are kinda ways to say we don't have time right now. See you next space time on Tapan's Theater on Subspace. Thank you for listening to Tapan's Theater on Subspace. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever you're listening to this on. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tapon on Subspace or visit us at ttos.cool. Today's episode was written by Paul Turner, episode art by David Axewizard Booth, episode edited by Matthew Tusseroni with music by Vitizen. Announcer was voiced by James O'Fallon, Tapon was voiced by Jeff Rowich, Kathy and the Ship's Computer were voiced by Poppy Jenkins, Crash and Tavon were voiced by David Spivey, Drac was voiced by Matthew Tusseroni. Dross was voiced by Paul Turner, and Hotine was voiced by Rich Masters. Special guest voices this episode include Person 1 as voiced by Jason Whitcomb, Person 2 as voiced by Stephanie Turner, and Gall the Space Eradicator as voiced by Sean Dupree. Full individual social media links are in the description. 